caves. Dark, deep holes inside the earth. Often they contain gold, coal, gems, or other things. But sometimes they may contain little girls. And then... And then we do the impossible. We turn the tables. We bring the fight to them. Because on this episode, we are going to abduct an alien today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Let's go ahead and get started here. Now, for our first story, we're staying in Oregon. We're actually going to Mount St. Helens. But we're not just going to the mountain. We're going underneath. So let's put on our hard hats and our little light flash bulb things. Headlamps, that's what they're called. Do, do, do. Turn them on. And we are walking into the caves. Specifically, the ape caves. Now, I know what you're thinking. Is this a Bigfoot story? No, it's not a Bigfoot story, but the caves are named the Ape Caves because a bunch of Boy Scouts used to hang out there and they really loved Bigfoot. Bigfoot is a big thing up here. Now, we are entering the Ape Caves here. I, I, I know you're afraid of the dark, so hold my hand. And as we start to walk into the cave, I kind of I, I reach over and I grab your hand. I'm like, I know you're afraid of the dark. Don't worry. Don't worry, I'm here with you. And you're like, Jason, you're the one whose hand is trembling. I've been in a precisely one cave my entire life. I was on a field trip in college. There was about 30 of us, and it absolutely sucked. I like the idea of caves. When I play Minecraft, I always build bases underground. And I actually now have to fight that because I read this article before, and it said that people who have a fantasy of digging underground want to crawl back into their mom's womb. And I'm thinking bunkers man like if zombies attack nuclear bombs and stuff like that there is something comforting about being underground but now i'm also thinking about my mom my my mom's womb whenever i'm thinking about like oh dude if zombies attack i'm gonna build this underground for preferably before the zombies attack the underground fortress exists i'm not breaking the shovel out as the shambling undead i'm like no 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 i've only gotten a foot into the ground preferably i would have an underground fortress but at the same time it would be really embarrassing if you built this great, like, bomb shelter underground, and all your friends also read that article, and they're like, hey, Jason, nice bomb shelter. By the way, how's your mom doing? You call your mom lately? I'm like, shut up. I'm going to survive the nuclear war. When you're in the bomb shelter, you can hear my mom's heartbeat. You're like, Jason, that's a little weird. What? No, no, it's totally fine. This is, this is what the DOD recommends. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Anyways, that all being said, we're going underground. And, and I again, I don't like caves either maybe that means i don't like my mom's womb i don't know we'll talk to my therapist about that we are going into this cave now this story takes place in the ape caves that's a cave system underneath mount st helens in oregon and it's the longest lava tube system in the united states now apparent this is the story that supposedly happened and it it happened to a point I, i i'm curious to see how it really plays out there's a youtuber called exploring with josh he's this dude who I think he does some urban exploring, but he does a lot of cave stuff as well. He's walking with his buddy through this cave, through the ape caves. They have all their gear on. They're recording it for the YouTube channel. They squeeze through a tight hole, and there's a little girl alone in the cave. And she's crying, and she doesn't speak any English, and they help her out of the cave. She's just, like, frightened. And you can watch the video online. You can watch the video on YouTube. It's there. 
they helped the girl out of the cave. And this got reported in the news, and it was a big video for Josh. Now, I have some questions. Obviously, it was it happened in the sense that it was filmed. The question, it's a little convenient that the girl, not only did she not speak English, but nobody got her name. Her parents never appear on camera. Apparently, they're tourists from some unnamed country, like uh, Tarred or whatever. I don't know. There's not a lot of information. Even the reporters who were looking into it were kind of... Re- it seems like reporters saw the YouTube video and then called up Josh and said, Hey, what happened? So, who knows? It could be staged. It most likely staged. But people do stupid stuff because then, as I was looking into this... Again, I don't want to say 100% that it's fake. It just seems suspicious. When I was looking into this, I came across this Reddit post. This guy was responding to this video. So, this Reddit user's name is Flosaraptor, and they said... Listen, I actually do a bunch of cave climbing, digging, whatever it is, spelunking in Britain. And they have this rule where public caves have to have a gate on them that you can come and go. And this guy's saying that one day him and a team were in this cave. It's a very difficult cave. It was on private property. They got permission to go in there. It's not a cave that a lot of people go through. There's a gate that you have to unlock and then you go in. You're supposed to lock it behind you, but it wouldn't lock from the inside. So they're like, oh, you know, who else is going to be in here? They start going all through this cave, and at one point, they hear something behind them. The people in the crew hear something behind them. They turn around with their flashlights. What What is that? And who had followed them in was a father and his six-year-old daughter. And they were using the ropes that they were climbing down, and they had no gear of their own. And they tried hiding when they got caught. And the spelunkers had to turn around and get them back up, and they said it took a long time to get them back up. Now... Let, again, assuming that story is true, they were saying that if we had left them and we didn't know that they were there, they probably would have died down there. They would have had no gear to get back up. That one's a little suspicious, because why is a dude bringing his daughter into a cave alone anyways? That one's a little creepy for another reason. But if I was walking through a cave with my buddies, and we were professional or am pro cave people, we're, we're troglodytes, we're trying out for the troglodyte team we turn around and i see an adult man and a little girl and he's like oh no i'm her dad and where i'd be like you're not the dad. first someone's getting beat up not me someone's getting clobbered in that cave with my big old captain caveman club because i'm going to be extremely suspicious why you're hanging out here with a little girl then after my friends pull me off and they're like no 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 look at they're doing dna tests to prove real quick it's his daughter it's his daughter i'm like uh then I would be like, now you're just an idiot. Wait, where was I going with this? I guess I was just beating the guy up. There was a reason why before I was beating the guy up. If I was spelunking in a cave, first off, that's it. I wouldn't believe your story. And secondly, you're probably getting beat up just for endangering your child. But so, and again, people are stupid. It's possible that in the Josh story, the girl wedged into this little thing in the pitch dark. And her parents were waiting outside the cave, too. That's another thing that doesn't make sense. Like, you, your, your father... Who's the worst? Who's the worst parent? You have a mother and a father take their daughter into a cave. They lose track of the daughter in the cave. They then leave the cave and wait for her to come out. That's pretty terrible. Versus a man who may or may not exist, for one. This could just be totally made up, but... A man who may or may not be a girl's father, taking her deep into a mine and then hiding from the only people who could rescue you. But anyways, both stories are possibly fake. However, I want you to keep both of those stories in mind and imagine both of those stories being 100% true as we go into this last cave story. This is also, this is from the Reddit thread. There's a Reddit, I don't know what, is it a subreddit, subreddit, that's the word. The truth is here. 
This guy says, I used to work at a mine, right? And now we're in West Virginia, so we're leaving behind Oregon, we're headed to West Virginia. And this guy, what he does is he works for this, everyone on Reddit works for some sci-fi company. He works for this company that, when there's an accident, he takes the device down and it does a 3D scan of the area. And then he can make, like, models of where these accidents are. Which I may, that technology may or may not exist i'm doubting that it does you throw a probe droid through a mine comes back didn't they use that in prometheus pretty sure it doesn't work but i could be wrong anyways he says that he goes into this mine there was an accident at the bottom of the mine the mine was going to get abandoned and sealed up but he needed to do a 3d scan of this one area for this lawsuit or some other detail he made up he goes into this mine the the mine shaft Takes him three miles down. It's this giant... Don't don't interrupt me yet. It's this three-mile-down shaft, like a, a, a slant. It's not a straight drop. So him and his buddy are going down this mine shaft in this mine car. Indiana Jones is chasing them. They're like, ah, turn left, turn left. They turn left, and now they're going down peacefully. They're not being attacked anymore. I don't know why Indiana Jones was attacking them, but maybe they're Zulu warriors on their off time. They get to the bottom of the mine shaft. He sets up the probe droid, does the readings, and then they they all take their made up technology and they put it back in the mine cart. Just these two guys in the mine shaft, by the way, going to be sealed soon. Not while they're down there. There's not a bunch of people up on the surface getting ready to push a boulder. They're like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We only got ten seconds left. The mine cart is going back up the hill. It's more than a hill. It's a three mile long shaft at a slant, and our reluctant um, hero, he just worked a long day at his fictional job, job he made up to pay for a house that doesn't exist either. He's driving up the shaft, and he's looking down along this giant long shaft. There's these offshoots, right, where the, like the miners were working. So he can see, as he's coming up, he can see like these offshoots, these tunnels. And he's just kind of staring off silently. His buddy's looking the other way, apparently. And he sees down one of those shafts, about 30 feet way down this shaft that's almost in pitch darkness because they have their flashlights, but what it's illuminating, a little girl just standing there. And he is speechless. He's speechless, obviously. You're deep in the earth. You look and you down this hallway, you see this little girl. And his friend goes, did you see something? And the Redditor says, yeah, yeah. And they never talk of it again. So the implication when people are asking about him about this on, on the Reddit thread, he's like, yeah, I think it was some sort of ghost or some sort of spirit. And some guy's like, yeah, I work for the government hunting ghosts, and it's real common for ghosts to show up as little girls because they're super evil or something stupid like that. Now, I have a couple issues with this. One, the deepest mine shaft in the world is two and a half miles. And that's why I knew some of you guys would be like, that. the story doesn't make sense right from the beginning. The deepest mine shaft in the world is 2.5 miles deep. It's in South Africa. The deepest one in America is two miles deep. There's nothing even close to three miles deep. Well, I mean, guess kind of close. So that detail right there proves that the story's fake. But two, based on what the... If it was true, let's say he got the numbers wrong on the, the mine shaft. Based on the other two stories we've just heard, it's, it's, it's highly likely. It's possible. It's more likely that a real girl got lost in that mine in West Virginia. And... They didn't say anything. They were scared it was a g g g g ghost and they came up and they set their probe droid out to start downloading all the data into Skynet or whatever. And they could have called the police or a fire crew and says there's a little girl down there before we seal up this cave 
So it'll be inaccessible to all future generations. We saw a girl down there. Instead, we live in a world where two adult men could see a girl in a cave and not report it because they think it's a ghost. And then a third weirdo to show up on Reddit and say, I used to work for the government. Good call. Good call. If you ever see a young child in the middle of nowhere, assume it's a phantom demon. Do not reach out for help. In fact, sometimes there's haunted houses and neighborhoods just full of kids. They're called orphanages. Yeah, just destroy those places. You have no idea what type of evil lies in there. So, I mean, if I was driving... Okay, here's the thing. If I was if I was in a, in a make-believe mineshaft, if I was in a make-believe mineshaft that was three miles long, and I saw a little girl. Am I going to jump out of the minecart and try to save her? No. Because in the back of my head, I'm going to think that's a ghost. But I will report it to the police. So again, it's possible this Redditor thinks they're telling a really cool ghost story. When in fact is admitting that they abandoned a child to die in a mine. But again, the whole thing's probably made up. Let's go ahead and move on to our next topic here. Now our next topic was actually a recommendation from Bennett. And I have a feeling that this is going to be an ongoing subject because this guy, this guy, we're going to take... So thank you, Bennett, for the recommendation. Bennett's recommended a lot of stories. He did a lot of Bigfoot stuff. He's really into Bigfoot, Bigfoot. He has like that life-size Bigfoot tattoo on his back. The tattoo's bigger than his back. It actually is a hologram above his head. And I don't know if he got credit for it, because I think we were working on the stories at the same time, but I saw that he also recommended the Garcon Invaders. I think he got credit for that, but if he didn't, I just want to be correct for that. But he also turned me on to this author named S. Rob. Now, S. Rob has written, uh, I, 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 if I had to guess, I'm going to say 200 books, all available on Amazon.com, about magic. And it's about any possible magic spell you can think of. And you go, he's probably around my age, maybe a little bit younger. You're like, how does someone write 200 books? Well, you're about to find out in a second. Because I've read a couple of them. And let's dig into one of my favorites of his. And that's why I'm saying this might be an ongoing thing. Because his books are just gold. They're amazing books on whatever topic you can think of. Let's go ahead and look at one of my favorite. Occult Escapology to Abduct Aliens. So... The reason why escapology is part of it is part of the ritual is he teaches you over the course of several pages how to tie your own hands to so you can get your own hands in a, in a rope. You guys know what tying is. You can tie your own hands up. And so for whatever reason, that's part of this ritual. I would be suspicious of any magician who said, okay, first step, we have to bind your wrist. No, I'm not doing I'm not doing that, dude. It could be Gandalf and he'd be I'm not gonna get my hands tied. While an eight-foot-tall wizard is like, mm, yeah, yeah, get it tighter, get it tighter. This guy's not eight feet tall. That was still a Gandalf joke, but any magic spell. And we actually covered one, or what was that, last week about the family in India. Part of their ritual was tying their own hands together. That didn't work out too well for them. But anyways, this one, you have to tie your hands together, and then during the spell, untie them real quick, because bad things will probably happen. So what is this book about? So S. Rob. This is his origin story for this book. He has different different events that set off the writings of different books. But this book has a very, very compelling story. So what happened was, S. Rob, he's trying to get a good night's sleep. He's ready to, he has a couple books to write tomorrow. He has a couple complete books to write tomorrow. He's trying to get some shut-eye. And aliens, for the past couple days, keep showing up at his house. Hey, what's up, dude? They're bringing their own beer. He's like, guys, I'm trying to sleep. I got like eight books to write tomorrow. Nah, you can write them next week. Glug, glug, glug. So 
This night, he was not putting up with it. This night, the alien showed up, and he's like, I'm done. So here's this quote. And and this will give you a good idea. He's written over 200 books. This will give you a good idea of what I mean by written these books. Here's a quote. It was at night. This is about the attack. It was at night. And after several nights of aliens appearing and men in black, several gray aliens walked through my door and one large green alien. English is his first language, as far as I can tell. I should also say that. English is his language. So I'm going to read the sentence again. It was at, and there's no commas, at all. The only punctuation is the period at the end in the quotation marks that I added. It was at night. And after several nights of aliens appearing and men in black, several gray aliens walked through my door and one large green alien. And you're like, Jason, are you going to spend the next 10, 15 minutes doing grammar stuff no but i just wanted to give you a little idea of the journey that i had to take in reading this stuff i.e having to really figure out what was going on now when the aliens show up and he tries to talk it out hey guys men in black green alien gray aliens can we work this out but they're not there to talk he knows that they're there for violence so he grabs his walking stick and his occult weapon that he named titfield thunderbolt and begins swinging it at the aliens, but it's passing right through them. Can't stop them. They're just walking into his room, and he just keeps swinging. And then he thinks, hmm, the stick doesn't work. Old Titfield failed me again. But, hmm, maybe this will work. I don't know why, but he grabs a handful of black, shiny stones and throws them on the ground. Now he's thinking, maybe they'll slip on him. Because apparently Home Alone was a documentary to this man. And this is how things work. This, we're going to go back to this quote. Because again, there's not a way I can summarize this. We're going to go to this quote here. He throws the stones down. All these aliens are in his house. The men in black are apparently just going through his fridge. They've kind of disappeared. There's a bunch of aliens and one green alien walking through his house. Here's this quote. I then shouted at the aliens whenever they got near the stones. And also tried to pace myself. Because I thought they would only be here until dawn. In total, I was fighting the aliens for five hours solid. And so rests were necessary. That's not really a mortal combat. Like, aliens walk into your house, right? And he figures, oh, we're going to be going, (laughs) we're going to be doing this for a couple hours. It's this, I got to wait for the sun to come up. So he switched. If you're allowed to take a rest during your abduction experience, it's not really an abduction, is it? It's more of a, a more of a rough visitation. It's more of a visitation where they might kind of pick you up and move you around at some point. Apparently, also, this guy has the upper body strength to swing. I don't even think I could yell for five hours straight, but he's yelling. He's swinging this big old stick for five hours straight. And he goes on to say that As he's swinging the stick, because this is going on for five hours, he says, here's a quote, I swung the stick and also tried to sit down. So now he's sitting down at a stool just swinging the stick. Now remember, the stick is going through the aliens. I don't know what's taking him so long, five hours to get to this guy. He's not like in the Mall of America. Even that wouldn't take five hours to walk across. They're in a room. He's swinging the stick. He goes, quote, and I swung the stick and also tried to sit down and watch my watch or the clock so I could see time passing while all... Why are you worried about... Just swing the stick. Okay, first off, if I'm swinging a stick and it's not working, I'm going to stop swinging the stick. 
That's probably your first mistake, just swinging that for five hours. That's ridiculous. But he does say this. He goes, he learned that as the aliens were walking towards the pebbles and he was yelling, the aliens would stop and wouldn't cross the pebbles. And that's when he realized that the aliens must think that the pebbles are some sort of self-defense mechanism. Aliens, by the way, that can travel light speed and cross space-time in an, in an instant will believe that those little rocks that you get out of an aquarium and throw at them are some sort of advanced technology, according to s Rob. And then, it, I love this ending quote. He says that the aliens don't think they can pass this high-tech stone technology. But I, here's this quote, but I realized that it was also the noise. I had made, and so kept going on with loud noises and banging the stick. Can you imagine being this guy's neighbor? This is not a one-off experience for this dude. Imagine it's two in the morning, you're trying to sleep, you gotta be awake in five hours to go to work when the sun comes up, and you just hear, come on, Titfield! Just knocking stuff over. Figurines, X-File posters are getting ripped in half, all this stuff, and you're just sitting, (laughs) sitting in your flat, as you hear this guy just totally going, Stay away! Stay away, aliens! Can't pass the stones! Can't pass the stones! And you just hear a... Whoo, whoo, as this st- Somebody lives next to this guy. Somebody somebody goes to work the next day and their boss is like, S-Rob, at it again? And the dude's like, yeah. Yeah, for five hours this time. Kept yelling about stones. But he says that it works. These stones work. And at one point, he did manage to hit the green alien with his stick. But five hours past, the sun comes up, they go away. Again, he could have just stayed there and would have probably made a bunch of a difference. Now, he realized that utilizing these stones, you can abduct an alien yourself. You can abduct an alien yourself. And he goes on to say this as well. Quote, I discovered through my... This, is, this should give us all hope. This guy truly is a hero for the world. Here's this quote. I discovered through my experiences, i.e. a dream, I discovered through my experiences that as long as you shout whenever any alien comes near to the pebbles, so you keep pebbles in your pocket, I discovered through my experiences that as long as you shout whenever any aliens come near to the pebbles, that they can become psychologically a means of controlling them. But part of this is that this, this is again his grammar, but part of this is that this will add to our power. And in time, the legend of the pebbles of humanity will spread, and they will become a wonderful means for anyone to stop any alien in their tracks, unquote. All hail the pebbles. And all hail S-Rob, he's discovered this. All of a sudden, the Air Force is just shooting pebbles out into the atmosphere. We're like, yay, the alien invasion's been stopped. And then everyone is, ah, pebbles are falling on him. Let's get to the money shot. I know you guys have been waiting You guys want to know how to abduct an alien. And this book is not just about how to abduct a gray alien. No, 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 no. He has tons of different spells. But here we go. First off, you have to be totally cool with evoking a voodoo, not like God or deed. I I don't know exactly what the term is, but a voodoo person. Not just like a guy down the street who practices voodoo. His name is Papa Legba. Papa Legba. And looking him up, he's a dude. He has horns and he's very phallic symbolized. So you're going to have a big old boner in your face for most of this ritual. So you're so if you're knocked down with that, which I don't know how many of us are, but if you're not down with that, then you might not want to do this. But I'm going to do this ritual. I'm going to do this ritual, by the way. I don't have any black shiny stones, but let's see if we can make a gray alien appear in my living room. 
if if one does, this episode never gets released because I get destroyed by this gray alien. But anyways, ideally, you have to have these big, black, shiny stones, right? And you put the stones in a large circle, which I can't even do in my apartment. And now you have to say this, Papa Legba, you are a man with a walking cane, and you have one foot in one world and the other foot in another. Doesn't specify what that world is. Tatooine? I don't know. Papa Legba, I ask that you open the doorway that you control. Open the doorway that swings many ways into many places. And I ask that you open a doorway that leads to a gray alien. So basically, it open, what if the gray alien spacewalk and opens into deep space? I decompress in a heartbeat. Thank you, S-Rob. Totally killed me. Papa Legba, open the doorway that leads to a gray alien. Papa Legba, open a doorway. The doorway is open. This rope... Oh, you're supposed to have a rope. (laughs) By the way, you're like, no, no, you're doing the ritual along with me. You're like, ah! Getting sucked into deep space as well. This rope represents that which restrains and maintains a gray alien where it is. And now you're tying your hands together. Very, very dangerous. In any circumstance, but if you're evoking a gray alien, it's probably even worse. And then you go, when I am free, the gray alien shall be within the circle of stones. And then you escape from this rope. You just put around your wrist. I am free, you say. A gray alien shall step through the door and be within the circle, trapped until I myself decide to let it out. A gray alien steps through da, 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 da. And then there's a ritual to return it and to close the doorway. Gray alien step out of the stone circle and back through the doorway. The gray alien steps back through the doorway away from this world. Papa Legba, you are a man with a walking kid. Close the doorway and the alien leaves and all this stuff. Watch now. I haven't closed the door. A bunch of aliens are just going to be chilling at my pad. They're calling up their galactic buddies. They're like, dude, this guy opened the doorway and he didn't shut it. Party at Jason's house. Hood River gets invaded tomorrow. None of that's going to happen because that's complete nonsense. And the thing is, is that, like I said, he has a ton. This is how he writes 200 books. So you're like, okay, that's interesting, but that's what, a couple pages of the book. That's correct. He then has a ton of other spells that are the exact same ritual, Papa Legba, one foot in the other, da-da-da-da. Just certain words are changed to do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. And you're like, okay, so you, what are the other things, Jason? I want to know how to do these other things. Okay, calm down, calm down. Plus, by listening to this podcast, a bunch of aliens have now inhabited your house as well. But here's some other things you can do. He's taught you how to abduct a gray alien. We all know about those. Communion, X-Files. He teaches you how to abduct a blue alien. You ever hear of a blue alien? You know, those those famous blue aliens. It's such a bizarre thing. Like, even a green alien, you figure he means reptilian. But when someone says, oh yeah, I saw some gray aliens the other day, you can totally picture how they look. Someone says... I saw a blue alien. You're like, Smurf? Like, was it a gray alien with blue skin? They're like, no, 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 blue alien. What? What does that even mean? Teaches you how to abduct a blue alien. Teaches you how to summon a reptilian alien. Oh, oh, get a seven-foot-tall reptile to do your bidding. Because he also tells you, this is where we start to go off the rails, okay? Teaches you how to abduct a gray alien. You're looking at an alien in your living room, and then you're like, get out of here, and he goes away. Do the same thing with a blue alien. Do the same thing with a reptilian. But where does that go? Teaches you how to, here, here's the actual title, Papa Legba Ritual for a Blue Alien to Attack Someone of Your Choosing for You. Ooh, now we're getting interesting. You can summon a blue alien, again, whatever that is, to attack someone for you. Papa Legba Ritual for a Blue Alien to Kill a Chosen Person. Oh, now, S. Rob really unlocking the universe here. But then, 
things get real. These are all real ones I'm about to read for you. Papa Legba ritual to abduct a gray alien and ask him to dance for you. Papa Legba ritual to make a gray alien wear a dress. Papa Legba, these are all real. I'm not, these are not jokes that I'm making up. This one is probably one of the most curious ones, though. Papa Legba ritual to get a blue alien to wear a dress. Okay, that's normal. Papa Legba ritual to get a blue alien to wear a suit. You can't make a gray alien wear a suit. There is no... If you want to see a gray alien dressed up in formal wear, absolutely impossible. Who do you think S-Rob is? God? Do you think any man has that power? But a blue alien, yeah, you totally make him wear a suit. Or dress, doesn't matter. You can also get a blue alien to dance for you. And this would act, I, I gotta admit, this is probably the most intriguing one. Papa Legba ritual for a reptilian alien to dance for you. I don't think you can get him to wear the dress. But you wouldn't that, I mean, listen, my war against the reptilians is long and storied. I hate those guys. I don't like reptiles to begin with. A reptilian race, if they actually exist, I hate them more than the greys. But I wouldn't mind watching one dance. I would not mind watching an eight-foot-tall reptilian creature kind of, you know, gyrating its hips. Maybe have a little tail, maybe do a little, like, twerking action. It's just, like, stuck in those stones, and I'm just watching it. I put on some old-school J-Lo, and it's just kind of moving there, bobbing. It can't control itself. It's slave to the rhythm, and I'm just sitting there. My hand's tied. My hands are tied up. I'm watching this reptilian just... Yeah, yeah, I can move those scales, baby. Yeah, I want to see you sweat. Oh, I forgot. Reptiles can't sweat. I'll get a giant hot rock you can lay on top of it. Oh yeah, baby. That's how you modulate. That's how you modulate your body, your body temperature. Ooh, I wish I could modulate my body temperature. Yeah, yeah. So S. Rob, forget that. I'll have to continue to think about that after I'm done recording. S. Rob. Will, that was a female lizard, by the way. I want to be clear on that one. At least in my head it was. You may have been picturing something else. S. Rob has unlocked the secrets of the universe. This guy has written 200 books. This is, again, generally, the first part is hilarious of these books. Because, again, I've read a couple other ones. The first part's hilarious. And then once you realize that every spell is exactly the same, it's just funny. This guy's totally sincere, as far as I can tell, too. This guy's totally sincere. But um, I want to dig more. I, we're going to do another. I'm going to cover another one of his books. But I actually, I've always been thinking about things to give my Patreon supporters. And people have recommended me doing polls. So I'm going to give my Patreon supporters. They're going to be able to pick my next book that I'm going to read by S. Rob. And here are our choices. Puppet Love Magic, which is learn the power of occult puppetry so that love can be yours. With this book and a puppet, <laughs> obviously... With this book and a puppet, you have the ability to change your love and sex life forever. Now, I'm assuming I'm not having sex with a puppet, but this is an S. Rob book, so we will find out. So my Patreon, I'll put the poll up on my Patreon. You can choose between Puppet Love Magic or Supervillain's Book of Extremely Inadvisable Magic. And this book, this book actually has a review, five stars, by the way. This book is... This the description of this. This book is extremely inadvisable magic. Don't do this. Don't do this. This book is extremely inadvisable magic for the supervillains. I, I don't know where. I don't know what reality he thinks he lives in. He keeps referring to people as supervillains in his book titles. 
for the supervillains within allows you to... So what do you think is inadvisable magic? You can make a reptilian do a sexy dance and do all this other stuff. Here's some inadvisable magic. Make Lucifer dress in women's clothing. I would say that that is probably not a good thing to do. Make Lucifer dress in women's clothing. But you know what? Maybe he would do that anyways. Maybe it's just a Wednesday night and he wants to dress up like a beautiful woman. Maybe it's like, only do this spell on Wednesday nights. That's when Lucifer goes out to party. This book will allow me to make Lucifer dress in women's clothing, perform magic for mass destruction. That's a good pairing. Destroy a city. Make Lucifer cross-dress. Robbery the occult way. Make a devil, not the devil, but make a devil perform stand-up comedy, strip magic for everyone. The whole world gets naked. Uh, And then uh, make the devil tap dance and perform at sing-alongs and karaoke's. As far as I can tell, this guy is 100% legit. As far as I can tell, this guy's 100% legit. He's been doing this for years. So even though the book ends with make the devil tap dance and perform sing-along and karaoke's, I'm pretty sure this guy is... I'm pretty sure he believes it's real. So Patreon supporters can vote on those books. Everyone else will wait with bated breath to see what I have to spend my weekend reading. I can pretty much guess which one you guys are going to pick from those descriptions. But we will bring you more SROP. I think this is going to be a regular book review section because if if the if we lived in a world where these magic spells absolutely worked, this is the world I would want to live in. This is the world I would want to live in. I want to live in a world where every strip club is called Circle of Stones and you go and it's just a bunch of aliens doing sexy dances and a bunch of dudes chilling and Papa Legba sitting in the back at the DJ booth being like, mm-hmm, my work here is complete. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend, guys. 